Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure. And man, do I love bringing this content to you guys. Uh, you know, just allowing people some opportunity to kind of tell their story of inspiration and how they overcome challenges and find their frequency in life is really what this show's about. And we want to continue on that uh, on that path today. We're going to talk to Jamie Parker, Associate Director of the Wellness Council of Arizona. And you guys all know I love talking to people from Arizona because that's where we're at based right here in Phoenix. So, Jamie, thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Awesome. And then we also have uh, Dr. Corey on the line. Is that correct, Doc? It is. Thank you for having me. So you guys are uh, here in, in the Phoenix area, Scottsdale area, which is great. I love going to the Salty Senorita down there in Old Town, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite places to lunch. Um, and, and so I appreciate you guys jumping on. Uh, you know, uh, Jamie, interesting story that you have here. Uh, and I'm kind of let you tell the story, but um, kind of taking a step back to, you know, a previous uh, time in your life. Um, you know, how did you find your frequency in life and, and, and decide to, you know, run like 7,000 triathlons? I mean, 50. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again for having me. So uh, as an adolescent, uh, adolescent, I was diagnosed with severe scoliosis at age 11. And, uh, you know, back then, way back then, the mindset was to kind of put you in lockdown, to just keep you as tight and immobile as possible, to not let the spine curve even more. Um, I have a 38 degree curve and was told if it got to 40, I would have to have surgery, a steel ride put down my back for the rest of my life. And so instead, at age 12, they put me in a back brace that I wore for four years, um, 23 hours a day. I was only able to take it off to bathe and then immediately put back on. So I did not play sports growing up. I did not run, um, wasn't allowed to run, wasn't able to run, never had to run laps for punishment. Um, and uh, gained a lot of weight during those, those years. And so when I stopped growing, what I was left with was a still a 38 degree curve, um, but a very weak, out of shape body, um, very painful body, um, and not really knowing how to live like that. And so when I got into college, I found group aerobics <laughs> and started taking step aerobics and there was a track there. And one day I just thought, I'm just gonna run. I'm gonna run a few laps and see if I even know how to do this thing called running. And I have never felt more free um, than those three laps that I did, which is not even, not even a mile. Um, but I started to notice the more I moved and the stronger I got, the better I felt and my back didn't hurt as much anymore. And so out of pure selfishness, I decided to become a personal trainer and group fitness instructor really to learn how to heal my own body and how to live without pain. Um, but what it ultimately led to was my career and my profession as an educator. I, I taught elementary and uh, university levels 
um, earned my PhD and then moved to Arizona and became a wellness specialist. So um, everything that I've lived through, I, I believe gives me great empathy, um, but also just really wonderful gratitude for everything that my body can do. And, um, you know, to help others realize that they don't have to live in pain, emotional or physical. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I uh, I suffered from a sacria, sacrum iliac joint issue for quite a while. Yeah. And I was in the Navy. And so I used to be very physically fit. And when I got home from the Navy, I just kind of stopped all of that activity. And, uh, yeah. and I wasn't really working out anymore. And yeah, you're 100% right. It was like I had to get back to working out, getting my core back in proper shape in order for that uh, sacrum iliac joint to kind of be able to, to function properly. So I, I definitely definitely can attest just from my own experiences like how important it is to keep up on uh you know maintaining the body it's kind of like if you don't lose if you don't use it you lose it right right i love to to tell my my clients that motion is lotion for your joints <laughs> you know and if, if you're not you're not moving you're not lubricating those joints you've got to move and and it and they do they they realize it and, and it's for all of us so you know running for me it, it became both a time in my life where I was running from a lot of things, running from a painful past and, you know, run through a lot of things, but then also running towards. And I feel like now in my life, in my 40s, that I truly am running towards more than I'm running from. Oh, that's amazing. And so, um, Doc, you know, you're at the Foot and Ankle Center in Scottsdale. Um, what are some of the things that you guys are doing over there to help people like Jamie to, you know, not be debilitated? Yeah, so actually the... The Foot and Ankle Center is, is simply just the business name. Our clinic name is actually the Arizona Institute of Motion. And I make that distinction because I actually branded, rebranded specifically so people would understand that how important I think that side of it is. So I am an orthopedic surgeon. I specialize in sports injuries, foot and ankle injuries. I've done all orthopedics, including trauma. Um, and I've been fortunate enough over the last five to seven years to work with every single professional men's sports team in the Valley with the exception of the Suns directly. So uh, I, I'm lucky that I work with ballerinas and runners and first responders, police officers and, and SWAT officers and firemen and runners and football players and soccer players. And I get to see all different types of human motion. And if we thought of that as different languages, what my experience has shown me is the person that's most fluent in the most languages probably is the healthiest person overall in general. And so we really put together programs that are specific to bring people back to the things that give them enjoyment in life. Not necessarily, I, I really try not to tell people not to do something, rather maybe to do it within moderation. So we've actually worked really hard on rephrasing or redosing the running that Jamie does and she's already running amazing times this soon after surgery so wow you know, yeah that's awesome of just moving itself is what the body is really craving. So doc, let me ask you a question. You know, a lot of times when people have like joint and, and this types of pain, the kind of their, their first thing to do is like, Oh, let's go to the chiropractor and get an adjustment. Um, and then I have a lot of friends of mine who don't believe in the chiropractor because they, for whatever reason, but you know, from, from your perspective, is there, is there a need for chiropractic in some of these areas or is it, um, is it, is it torquing the body too much? So, so there, I think there's called when you look at the, the research and you, and you take it even outside of 
anything that could be co-opted by potential monetary reasons or whatever. When you look at the, the really stripped down scientific research, human touch does make the human body feel better. So be it a physical therapist doing manual manipulation, a chiropractor doing osteopractic manipulation, a DO, a doctor of osteo, uh, osteopathy, doing a osteopathic manipulation, maybe a, a, a massage therapist or, or some, one of those type, and now they even have stretch therapists. Ultimately, the, the goal is to get the joints moving, and, and I can tell you that the closer we get to moving those joints for ourselves, the healthier we'll be, even if it's in the pool. If somebody can't walk on the ground, getting them floating in a pool you know, with a buoyancy belt and moving their arms and legs, that alone is, it has massive payoff for the human body, both chemically and neurologically and, and even emotionally. For people. Yeah, and I bet for Jamie, probably because you had scoliosis, like chiropractic was probably not really a proper treatment in that case, correct? No, correct. And, you know, if we knew then what we know now, I would have been doing everything that I do now, which is basically rotating the tires on the car. I, I do all <laughs> forms of, of exercise. I teach a lot of formats, but Pilates, Reformer, um, water, I'm, I'm in the water a lot. Um, I do get sports massages. And so just, you know, manipulating the body, moving it around um, in different ways rather than just that lockdown or that one one modality of, of movement. Yeah, how, do, how does Pilates and yoga work together or is it, I know, I know they're kind of similar, but um, can you kind of explain that? Because I know yoga is like a huge thing uh, that, that people well, are coming to. I want to take this one. I want to field this one and, and, right. and Jamie can follow up because she does instruct. But really, again, it comes down to when we're very young, we learn to run and walk and all these things in a very short period of time. We go from barely being able to hold our head up to running in less than two years. And that said, we do it by trial and error. We fall down a lot and we get up a lot when we're young. When we're older, we're scared to do all those things. And in fact, movement fear is one of the big things that creates a lot of these issues with people you know, being so scared to move that they actually later on get so stiff that they fall down more. So things like Pilates and yoga put us in positions where your body has to recognize extreme positions of, of posture as it were and either has to learn to turn on muscles or turn off muscles to be able to either stay in that position or to adopt a position that is demanded in those. So it's really just once again figuring out the solution for the problem by your own body doing it. That's right. really what it is. You, yeah, you bring up a good point. I started doing yoga because of my, my back stuff. And uh, still to this day when I do yoga, I get done and I feel muscles that I didn't even know I had. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, right. oh, wait a minute. And, and what I've also found, too, is that what yoga does for me, too, is it, it stretches some of those muscles that you didn't know you had. But then, you know, you get into some of these precarious situations. And then um, I've had some issues where, like, I want to stretch a muscle, but I can't figure out how to stretch it no matter which way I move around. Um, and the right. only way to do that is with those weird little yoga poses, you know? It's true. It is. It's balance. It's strength. 
it's um, flexibility and, and Pilates is as well and, and Pilates really addresses the core and I think we've really you know that's a big buzzword um, the last decade really but even as an instructor for 25 years of, of fitness I was not engaging my core like I thought and as a runner you know. I, I turned to the hips you know I always turned to the hips and I had hip issues which now we know obviously was connected to the foot too but um, but just being on a reform on the reformer machine and having a guided instructor tell me hey you know you're turning that on turn it off and engage your glute more and turn this on and then turn that off and you know that's something that that <laughs> dr Corey told me right after my surgery is you get three days jamie you get three down days and then i want you up and moving and you better figure it out and i was i was non-weight bearing for six weeks so i had my cast in a reformer strap cable doing pilates you know <laughs> doing chair awesome. yoga i mean anything and everything i could do yeah it's hysterical it's wonderful you know, these the pictures are, are so great um I but i was just determined to keep working yeah working those weak areas more yeah that's I what my doctor not- told me too he's like you know ryan yeah. you just need more butt <laughs> right, and we all do. We know more strength and size. The doesn't NFL mean plays a lot of money for a big booty. That's all, that's all I can tell you. Yeah, you know, I was watching the game yesterday. I'm a big Cardinals fan, and uh, you're 100 percent right. Those guys got some serious glutes going on. The, yeah. the guys that go out and scout, they are looking for those low end, those massive haunches on the back end of those guys because that's where the power comes from. Yeah, Ron Wolfley says they're looking for a, a fire of a, a fire engine with legs. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What are some of the things that you're doing now, Jamie? I know that you're a fitness instructor and all that kind of stuff. And um, what are some of the things that um, you instruct and you have such a good time doing those and helping other folks? Yes. Yeah, so I, I wear many hats. Um, so I'm my, my full-time career is I'm a corporate wellness specialist. So I go into companies and, and give presentations on all kinds of things from stress to disease management to nutrition to exercise. Um, and I, I'm in about 20 different locations a month. Um, but then on, on the side, my quote, fun, they're both fun jobs, but my other jobs is I, I am a fitness instructor for Lifetime and Village Health Clubs. And I teach anything from aqua fitness to spin to boot camp to kickboxing, um, all forms, Pilates yoga, and I do it all with them. Um, so I instruct, I demo, um, and then I do some workouts on, you know, on my own that are, are just really dedicated to letting my mind kind of, kind of go. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's not beating my body into the ground. It's not running, running, running one plane of motion, one, one, um, you know, form. It's, it's really rounding out the edges, rotating the tires and, and making sure that I, I stay, in the best um, position and shape that I can be without overuse and um, without further injury and um, but also becoming a, a better better runner in my heart and my head I, I'm I'm in a more grateful place for sure and my last race will, will attest to this um, Dr. Corey and I were just talking about it before before you came on um, I just ran my first half marathon since surgery eight, eight months out and I, I literally felt like I was flying I was running completely different. My body felt completely different the whole time and after. And I wouldn't have had a race like that. I know I wouldn't have. I I think I would have been in in worse shape (laughs) um, had this not all happened this last year, having to have my foot reconstructed, a new wheel. (laughs) You got got some new wheels. 
That's awesome. I did. I got a new wheel. <laughs> I want to talk about something that's really interesting, and and it's also dear to me too. Just um, have a whole family history, but um, I, I see that you completed the rim to rim journey of the Grand Canyon. Did you do? Did you do what's called the Bass Trail? Um, so we started um, at the North Rim. Um, we hiked it one day, and then we finished. We came out um, Bright Angel. Oh, okay. The reason I yeah. ask my my wife's great 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 grandfather was William Wallace Bass um, oh. and he was actually the person who blazed the trail from the north to the south rim and was the first person to meet the Hopi tribe for the, in, yes. down in the Havasupai so that's, that's why I asked because amazing. that's why I asked if you went on the Bass Trail because A you can't go on the Bass Trail unless you have uh, like a park ranger that goes with you and so I was wondering if you got to do that because that's something that I've been wanting to go do I would love to do that now that I know yeah. and, and know someone connected. Yeah, they um, had like, no, they, there used to be these houses that were on either side. And so then they would basically migrate um, from one house to the other, depending on um, like the weather conditions, right? Because the North Rim gets all this crazy snow and the South Rim, not so much. Um, and so yeah. then they would move one, you know, one for two seasons and then move to the other one for two seasons. But that that's an incredible, incredibly difficult trail. Yeah, it is. And it was, it was so, you know, spiritual and just, uh, it is, it's incredible the things that go through your, your mind and your heart doing that. And it, it, uh, one little tidbit too of info, I'm not sure if you knew this too, but the, the squirrels are different colors from one side to the next. They are more brown and they are closer to color, the color white on the other side. And that's how, you know, big the canyon is. Even the squirrels are different <laughs> colors. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. So, so Doc, Doc, have, did you did you do? Have you done any of those uh, hiking trails over there? No, I, I actually uh, I grew up on the East Coast and uh, didn't strap a pack on too often um, back when I was a kid. So, not as much. Um, I've done more hiking up in Utah and in that area, up in like Arches and. Uh, oh yeah, my cool. favorite place to hike is in Zion National Park. Zion's oh, amazing. Gorgeous. Amazing. Yeah. My family oh, lives in Idaho, so I get the opportunity to go to Utah at least once or twice a year. And we always stop uh, on our travels and go to Zion and, and we'll stay there like a couple days. Uh, you can't Bear beat Lake it. Idaho is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Jamie, what's next for you? I mean, you, you've, you've done all these wonderful things. You've got, you know, your 50 full marathons under your belt. You, you're, you're recently uh, got your new wheels. And, 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 and wh where do you go from here? Well, for right now, I am doing it month to month, month to month at a, at a time. I'm being cautiously hopeful and uh, trying to build my confidence back. Um, we kind of joke. It, I was joking with a friend after this last race. She said, um, was everything okay? Did anything come flying out of your foot? <laughs> no, everything's intact. Everything's great. Um, so I do have another half marathon in December um, out in Glendale. It's a, it's a fun Santa hustle half marathon. And then um, I'm looking to book my first full marathon post-surgery uh, sometime in the new year. And ultimately, my goal is to qualify for Boston again. Um, I've run it several times and had qualified and was accepted to run it um, last year, um, but had to forego due to surgery. So ultimately, it would be to qualify again and, and get reaccepted to to run it again maybe in a couple years so doc are you the one that did the surgery on her foot i am, I am. So, so tell us a little bit about that i find i find that kind of stuff fascinating so like what did you have to do what did you fix so jamie <laughs> came to me with 50 marathons plus training miles worth of miles uh on a foot that as she said had been affected 
probably her whole life by the way she walked, the way she moved and those things. And, and as a result of many, many factors, she had developed a very, very severe, what people would know as a bunion deformity. And a lot of people think of a bunion as a big bump on their big toe, and it's it's actually much more complex. It's it's actually a sort of a rotational deformity where at least one, if not two, joints become significantly infect, affected, not infected, affected, and even malpositioned. And and ultimately, the arch of her foot had broken down to the point where she had no strength of her arch. So she could have all this wonderful strength from the top of her head down to her toe. And once you got to the toe, there was no strength for her to push off of to run with. And it was really creating a lot of problems for her and other joints up the kinetic chain. So we sat down and talked about it and we had her go as long as she could go, literally as long as she could go and tolerate it and let her run herself into convincing herself that, all right, she was going to have to do something to continue her running career. And we then underwent uh, a very specific, very special surgery that that we felt gave her the structural integrity, number one, and the uh, kinetic chain structure that necessary for her to go back to her running career and with the goal of her being able to qualify for Boston again. And that's where she is right now. So, Jamie, do you have um, like some special kind of running shoes or something that you're using um, to help kind of cushion that that might be different from like standard running shoes? Um, no, so I was always uh, I was always a Saucony girl. I always ran in Sauconies, and you know when this um, it was actually after my 50th marathon. I was I was hiking. I was doing a, a hike, the easy hike, the next weekend, and um, you know still in recovery mode, and and the foot was yeah just as Dr. Corey just says it your body has check engine lights and they come on sometimes and then you ignore them and then all hell breaks loose. And so my check engine light had been on a while and I ignored it. And so <laughs> things broke loose and I didn't want to believe it. I thought custom insoles could fix this a little rest, a little PT, you know, I can do this. I can work around pain, you know, give me a break. And so we did, we tried a couple of those things, custom insoles. We tried toe spacers we tried some PT, which it, it all was, it served its purpose too. Um, it ended up being a little prehab is what we, we call it now instead of rehab prehab. Um, but now, um, since surgery with, I'm still in physical therapy once a week. Um, but I, I did it, um, pretty you know hard hardcore from the fourth week on um once i was put into a boot um still not weight bearing but once i was put into a boot and now i am in brooks running shoes um no custom insoles um just the well i, I shouldn't say no custom it's the the ones that they fit you for in the running store so it, it fits into my into my my foot and he also prescribed some that were um, you could just find on Amazon that provided a little bit more cushion when I first started weight bearing again, just for more comfort. Um, but nothing special, you know, no, no braces or anything to That's keep awesome. it immobile. It's more about being barefoot, learning how to use the foot again, strengthening all of those tendons and ligaments. And also in my other foot, um, I call it my good and my gooder foot and <laughs> not my good and my bad foot, but to maybe prolong 
prolong this left foot a little bit. So it's more about strengthening and, and getting that flexibility and strength back than to put it on lockdown. I just think it's so cool, like the attitude that you have towards the whole thing too. I mean, people can make choices to, you know, be really run down about certain situations or make a choice like you had to, you know, really stare it in the face and try to have a little bit of fun with it. And, uh, you know, the, the terminology that you have to kind of describe the things that you're going through and all that I think is just, it's amazing that you have such a lighthearted approach to it, you know? Oh, thank you. It, and, and, you know, to be honest, it wasn't always that way. <laughs> there were moments <laughs> and, you know, I, I've had a, had a dream team and, and especially in Dr. Corey to, to walk me through that and to give me grace when those days that really sucked and I questioned everything and, you know, pain, pain teaches you things, pain will change you. And, um, it, it forces you to, to really look at other areas and uh, but to keep looking ahead and he said Jamie you have to attack your recovery as you've attacked training all of these years and that resonated with me more than anything else and so I did I dedicated everything into what am I putting in my body what kind of sleep am I getting how are my relationships you know am I being mean and hateful to everybody (laughs) around me who's (laughs) trying to help or am I welcoming a little downtime to have conversations instead of running around up mountains all the time you know so um it it really did end up being the biggest blessing of of a year um yeah so I'm, I'm yeah trying to trying to keep a happy face and looking forward and I'm I'm so grateful for all the lessons. Yeah, you know what they say, uh, there's two great motivators in life. One is called fear and the other one is pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so you right. eventually you eventually get to the point where you're like, I got to do something about this. Right. The pain is just too much. It's too, you know, yeah. it's not tolerable because I know I'm that way. Like if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm feeling bad or whatever it is, I totally lash out. I'm not myself. And so, um, you know, yeah. for you to for you to kind of understand that your check engine light had been on for so long and then and then making strides to go fix it. I mean, that, that's awesome because not a, a lot of people will just continue on and on and on because they're afraid of change. And, you know, you steps out. So you step outside of your comfort zone one of the things in our promo it says you know if, uh, step outside of your comfort zone and get have the intestinal fortitude to go out and do something and try right um and and so you've done that that's amazing well i i have to commend jamie because the one thing i think she's really has invested in her self in this process has been that she's been highly highly coachable you know when she has come to me with doubt and we've told her, nope, you're, you're where you're supposed to be medically or physiologically, which is not easy to hear from an athlete or somebody who is missing their favorite pastime. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's their hands in a cast and they can't go fishing. If that's the thing that gives them joy in the day, then, you know, we have to find another way. And we yeah. have, you know, part of, part of healing is very much, as you know, your mentality about it, right? And, and so finding the right interactions for Jamie or any patient to, to kind of say, yep, your body hurts, but look at it. When you're sitting still, when you're moving awkwardly, when you're not moving well, your body is hurting. That's when your check engine light came on and that's when you came to see me. That doesn't work anymore. Let's try something else. And, and yes, changing people's habits, particularly their psychosocial habits around things like their day-to-day routine well gosh now I have to leave for work early because I'm in a cast or I'm on a scooter and it's extra time to go to physical therapy and whatever well sometimes we've gotten a little like you said a little too 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 comfortable in our comfort zones and and our routines 
And the patterns of movement that have got us in pain are actually those ones that our body developed because of pain. So until we move differently, the body still kind of thinks, well, I must be in pain because I'm still moving like the old man that's creaky. Yeah, our, our body just has a weird way of compensating for those kind of things, too. You know, you, you have, uh, you know, issue A and then you have you feel a problem somewhere else, which is, I thought, always weird. But I guess it's, it's by design, right? The body is designed in a way where, you know, you can you can you can fall back on some different things. Absolutely. And really what happens is when the body f- runs out of fallbacks, that's when pain and disability really happens. So, you're, so Jamie tells you about how she had scoliosis. Well, if it, and people imagine a 38-degree curvature in her spine, well, guess what? One hip's higher than the other, one shoulder's higher than the other, and we can pick that apart, but without phenomenal coaching, she didn't know exactly how her feet were striking the ground. She did exactly what her body normally predicted she should do, and she figured out how to run, and it felt great. And she did that for decades until her body had a few other little breakdowns and then there were no more adaptations that the body had left to get out of pain. And that's what our pain signals tell us. Yeah. You know, if you have some pain after a workout and it's gone the next morning, it told you, ah, that was a tough workout. Yeah. If that pain is lingering, it's telling you a different thing. And if that pain is there a week later and a month later, it's telling you something else. Yeah. And I kind of went into this too, knowing that, you know, the pain that I'm going to have is going to be healing pain. This is going to get really, really bad, but then it's going to get better. If I don't do anything, it's just going to get worse. And I knew I had to come to that place. And that's what he said too. He said, you, you'll know, I don't want to talk you into anything. You will know without a shadow of a doubt when you're ready to do this. And it was when I tried to push through a half marathon in January. And um, I told him if he was at the finish with a knife, I would lay down and said, do it right now. <laughs> so I'm ready. And the next day I booked the surgery and I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to start having healing pain versus this ridiculousness, you know, and, and I think that comes with a little bit of self-love too. We got to stop beating ourselves down and, and what kind of life do we want to live overall? You know, one of function and modality and, and energy or, or one that's just sore and crippled all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough thing to do too. I mean, because I'm sure you're, you're busy with, you know, 10 things with your business and all those kind of things. And you, you want to make time for the running and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of times we kind of forget that if we don't take care of ourselves, how can we take care of the people that we love? Right. It's so true. And, and I'm single, I have no children. And so I live alone, um, second floor apartment, you know, so all of those things went into it too. And so how am I going to do this? How am I going to take care of myself? And that's where I had to swallow some big humble pie and say, you know what? You might need a little help here. <laughs> you know, you might you might need some some extra support. And and that's what I meant with those relationships too that are so much stronger. Those solid friendships and family that I have that that were there for me and me being able to to swallow that pride a little bit. But also to know too that we all can do really really amazing things and our bodies are incredible. And when we surround ourselves with that that team and trust our team, trust my doctor, trust the PT, trust, you know, who who I'm really giving my foot to um, and my livelihood to, that, that they're going to look out for me, um, that that's huge too in, in recovery. So, Jamie, if, uh, if any of the listeners wanted to get a hold of you to find out about your consulting services and some of the things that you do, where would they get in touch with you at? 
Um, so you can um, you can Google the Wellness Council of Arizona, um, or you can look um, directly into Aim Fast with Dr. Corey, and we can connect um, that way too. And I would love to help you know anyone who's facing any of these issues. Um, I do private consulting on the side as well, and that's anything from nutrition to exercise to healing from the inside out. I would be happy to help. Awesome. Dr. Corey, where do people get a hold of uh, of hold of you for your services? My office is right off the 101 at Princess, and my web address is fastsportsaz.com, all one word. And I'm also on Instagram under that same fastsportsaz. Well, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. I want to thank you guys both for joining the show today. You know, uh, Dr. Corey, uh, thank you for being on. Jamie, thank you also for being on. I appreciate you guys uh, telling your story right here on Finding Your Frequency. Thank you so much for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. It's been great. Fun. Thank you. So all you listeners that are out there, make sure you get in touch with these folks. Uh, they can definitely help you out. Uh, and if you're listening on your favorite podcasting uh, device or podcast website, make sure you give us uh, five stars because they're way better than four. We like five. And definitely share this out with your friends. Jamie, Dr. Corey, thank you guys for joining us.